You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Have you caught a dose of FCS fever? Welcome to the FCS Fever Podcast, a part of the Aaron Torres Media Feed. Now, here's your host of the FCS Fever Podcast, Jeff Colhane. All right, let's fire it up. Let's get it going. Another edition of the FCS Fever Podcast. My name is Jeff Colhane. More surprises, more interesting endings, and more shakeup around the rankings in FCS college football, specifically at the top and in the top 10 with some of the results and some of the things that went down this past weekend. Yes, surprises indeed. Thankfully, I'm not a gambling man because the picks that I gave to you, uh, gave to you on Friday, they all would have been incorrect outside of Sam Houston uh, knocking off Jacksonville State and essentially ending their shot at a playoff bid here in 2021. We're going to recap it, obviously, uh, here uh, on the program and continue with the realignment chatter from late last week into this week right now and what we could see next as far as the dominoes uh, falling, how that could all look uh, around the FCS here uh, this week with uh, the landscape of the division. Uh, Yeah, it was a, a big weekend for teams that were on life support. You needed to make moves, right? You needed to go out and get a big-time win. Northern Iowa, Weber State, Jacksonville State. I said all three of them would lose over the weekend. Well, that's why you play the games, folks. That's why you play the games. We've seen Northern Iowa do this in years past, go on the road to South Dakota State and beat the Jackrabbits in a game where you weren't expecting Northern Iowa to do so. And the Panthers have this just weird way. They've got this weird blueprint year in and year out, it seems like, here over the last five or six seasons where, hey, we we might start off a little bit slow. We might hit a two- or three-game losing streak somewhere in the front part or the middle of the season, yet we're going to win the games we need to win down the stretch to find our way into the playoffs. They did it. They found a way. They went up to South Dakota State. They beat SDSU on Hobo Day. Uh, They beat the Jackrabbits, and their season is, it's got a little more life. They got that shot of adrenaline we were talking about last weekend. Their place kicker, Matthew Cook, made some big things happen. Kicked four field goals in the game, two of 50-plus yards for Northern Iowa, propelling this group to a win at South Dakota State, beating the Jackrabbits by a final score of 26-17. Uh, SDSU uh, is banged up, obviously. They don't have 
uh, all their all their horses, if you will, and they asked Chris Oladokun to throw it 53 times uh, in the game on Saturday uh, against Northern Iowa. 24 of 53 for 300 yards and a touchdown. Pierre Strong Jr., 14 carries for 53 uh, total yards in the game. That's a win for the Northern Iowa defense. And so you uh, and I hold South Dakota State to just 17 points. They win 26-17. Um, give, the, give the Panthers credit. Uh, Isaiah Weston, more big plays from that big play wide receiver. A 40-yard touchdown pass from Theo Day in the second quarter after it was tied at 10. Uh, a big answer by Northern Iowa. Up 10 at halftime. Up by 13 midway through the third quarter, 23-10. to 10. And uh, defensively, they, they hold off. They hold off the South Dakota State group that um, is now, you look at SDSU, they're clinging to life, clinging to hope as a top eight seed uh, overall. SDSU actually outgains Northern Iowa 360 to 335 in this contest, but uh, it's UNI that has 34 minutes time of possession en route to that 26-17 win. How about Weber State? Everyone assuming that it's all over for Weber State, that they are done, that this is a, a game. Some even thought if they didn't win this game at Eastern Washington, that if they did win the game at Eastern Washington, that uh, it wouldn't matter, that they were done anyway. I was not one of those guys. Uh, I said if Eastern Washington fails to get it done against Weber State and the Wildcats run the table, they'll finish 7-4 and four with a win at Eastern Washington, snapping a 20-game home winning streak for the Eagles. I think they're in with their strength of schedule as well. You also look at what's going on around the rest of the country. The CAA might be the worst the CAA has been in quite some time. Uh, it's been uh, a number of years since we've seen the CAA potentially only get two teams in to the bracket. That's where it's trending right now for the Colonial Athletic Association. But I, going back to what we were talking about, I said Weber State wins. They run the table. I think they're in. They've got life. They're back. Of all things, a missed extra point late in the fourth quarter is the difference for Weber State beating Eastern Washington 35-34. to The defense holds down Eric Perrier. Uh, they do score a couple of fourth quarter touchdowns, but a missed extra point is the difference maker in this contest. And Jay Hill, who was the first coach on the show, on the FCS Fever podcast, Jay Hill and his Weber State Wildcats, they have some life now, and I would not count them out in regard to their postseason hopes. Strong strength of schedule, a game at Utah, hosting uh, James Madison in non-conference play, and playing some very tough teams in the uh, you know the Powerball lottery scheduling you get in the Big Sky Conference, the uneven schedule that you get scheduling going on out there. Uh, you got Weber State hosting UC Davis, hosting Montana State, and then going to Eastern Washington. It's a big time win, and uh, we uh, Weber State's in it. They are in the mix. I do not think they are out. I think they've got a shot. I think they are uh, now heading down the right path where it looked like all hope was lost for Weber State with what they were doing. Went down to Huntsville, and Jacksonville State had to win for their uh, the playoff hopes to continue to have some sort of life. They did not only lose, they got crushed. They got about 42-7 to 7 
and I'm, I'm fairly confident in saying uh, Jacksonville State, that's pretty much it for the Gamecocks. And uh, now you have some interesting questions being asked in the offseason, I think, coming up here um, about John Gross, about the direction of the program with the Jacksonville State fan base that was uh, surly, to say the least, early on in the season. So Jacksonville State, uh, they struggle, they disappoint, and I think that's really about it for the Gamecocks here in 2021. All right, let's try and kind of manipulate this a little bit into how this all looks, you know, how this is going to forecast out uh, with the bracket, with the postseason, and we'll look at the top eight seeds that we uh, have here currently, okay? Well, Sam Houston, as I've mentioned many times before, they're going to be a top two seed, folks. They're going to finish 10-0. This was their toughest game left on the schedule. Now, I should say this. They do have Eastern Kentucky coming in. Uh, The Colonels have been a surprise. They have done well. Big come-from-behind win at Central Arkansas a couple weeks ago. So Eastern Kentucky is no pushover, but this was a game where you looked at it and said, I think this is the toughest one left on the schedule. Uh, Eastern Kentucky could surely surprise, but I'm uh, I'm not completely sold on that with them coming in to beat and uh, hang with Sam Houston. So Sam Houston's going to get a top two seed. Well, after what we've seen here over the last few weeks, we see Eastern Washington go down. Uh, We have seen uh, South Dakota State and Montana lose, uh, obviously. So you've got some teams now at the top. It feels like things are clearing up a little bit. Still, with four games left for most in this regular season, there are plenty of landmines out there. But right now, if you were to set it up today, I think you'd say Sam Houston and North Dakota State are your top two seeds currently if you had to make a playoff bracket today. Southern Illinois, not far behind. They only have one loss on the season. That was to FBS Kansas State. So technically, SIU is unbeaten as well versus FCS foes. The same goes for Villanova. Villanova bounces back after... A win, but not a great performance at UAlbany. They crush Rhode Island 44 to nothing over the weekend. Villanova is another one of those teams that has not lost yet to an FCS foe. They uh, battled at Penn State and Happy Valley, eventually succumbing to the Nittany Lions. So if you're trying to kind of map this out and forecast this and look at who has a shot, I think Sam Houston, if you're doing the you know, the win percentage index or predictors out there, Sam Houston is above a 90% chance of, of securing the top two seed. That's home field throughout the entire playoffs. North Dakota State starting to clear up a, a little bit more, although the Bison, they were pushed. They're 7-0, and uh, yet there are things people are talking about in Fargo about NDSU, some quarterback questions. Quincy Patterson was pulled in the third quarter. Backup quarterback Cam Miller came on and responded as he usually does in a big-time way. Miller propels NDSU to a come-from-behind win over Missouri State at home, 27-20. to So the Bison right now I'd put at number two or number one, you, you know, 1A, 1B with Sam Houston. Southern Illinois is right there. They're not far off. You've got two teams at 4-0. and in the Missouri Valley Football Conference, I'd be right up there. I think Villanova is extremely close as well, not too far away. Montana State is doing some very good things right now under Brent Vegan. I tell you what, folks, November 6th is shaking out to be a massive weekend 
in FCS college football, a separation Saturday of sorts for teams that are looking to make their uh, mark and put their stamp on this 2021 season. James Madison has a nice win at Delaware over the weekend. JMU is now 6-1, 4-1 in the CAA. They're not far away also. And then you sort of look towards the bottom part uh, of the top eight rankings. Who would get a bye coming off of uh, Thanksgiving week? Who would not have to play that opening weekend in the 2014 bracket in the FCS playoffs? And Montana and South Dakota State are going to need to make some moves here, uh, specifically SDSU. South Dakota State is 5-2 and two with a win against a non-D1 opponent, and their other win in non-conference play was against transitioning Dixie State, the Trailblazers. So uh, SDSU's resume, although they do have the win over Colorado State to start the year, uh, the resume has taken a couple of hits with two home losses here in the last few weeks. They also play North Dakota State on November the 6th, another one of these big games we're talking about. They've got to go to South Dakota, an in-state rival, November the 13th. Gave the Coyotes a lot of credit on the pod last week, trying to get them in a position where they could take a step forward, but they took two steps back with a loss to Illinois State at home uh, inside the uh, Dakota Dome over the weekend. And South Dakota State has to face UND as UND needs to win out for a shot, for any chance to finish a 7-4 and and in the conversation for an at-large bid into the FCS playoffs. Uh, Montana, they're a two-loss team. They're 5-2, and 2-2 two, two and two in the big sky. They've got uh, some big games coming up, and of course they'll have their big game at the end of the year, the Cat-Grizz game, the Brawl of the Wild in Missoula, where Montana State has won four in a row. You don't think that's been reminded to his players by Bobby Houck maybe every day uh, in the last you know nine months or so, the last year? with the COVID and and, uh, all of those things. So uh, Montana and South Dakota State, going to be interesting to see which one of those two teams can catapult themselves uh, up into the top eight rankings and and how it's all going to shake out. you got Montana State going to Eastern Washington next week. That's a big-time game. All of a sudden, Southeastern Louisiana is 6-1, 4-0 in the Southland. They will go to Incarnate Word as well on November 6th. That's a big-time game in the Southland. Is Southeastern Louisiana a top-eight seed right now? I mean, I don't think they're better than UC Davis, SDSU, or Montana, but if they keep winning out, it's hard not to put them in that spot, uh, in that consideration. So teams to watch down the stretch here, Montana and SDSU. Uh, You could see an SDSU-Montana first-round game in Missoula. On Thanksgiving weekend, the way it could potentially shake out if South Dakota State loses another game, if the Grizz lose another game, and they're off the top eight seed line, that'd be something, wouldn't it? A first-round matchup, considering where these teams were expected to go a month ago and where they could be now, uh, you could see that. It's wild. That's why you got to wait and let it all play out and see this uh, this season for what it is. You could see an SDSU-Montana first-round game in Missoula on Thanksgiving weekend. That would just be unbelievable. All right, a couple more teams uh, to watch here. Kennesaw State, 6-1, 3-0 in the Big South. They got a big 30-7 to win at Campbell. Uh, to me, it's a two-horse race in the Big South. Kennesaw State, Monmouth uh, as well. 
but Monmouth has uh, hit the skids here a little bit uh, as of late. But, um, you know, Kennesaw State with some quality wins, a nice win over North Carolina A&T in weeks past, another team to watch. ETSU bounces back. They get a late, late touchdown and a win at Furman, a 17-13 victory. The, uh, the SoCon, of course, is going to be fascinating with so many teams near the top uh, of those standings overall. You've got VMI, who's 3-1 in the SoCon, obviously. Um, and, and, you know, ETSU has been uh, hovering a team that is on the verge, losing at Chattanooga, suffering that loss a couple of weeks and weekends ago, uh, obviously uh, put them in a bad spot. Chattanooga and Mercer are hanging around in the SoCon as well. So uh, a couple of teams to uh, keep tabs on there with the way that whole race is shaking out. Uh, we mentioned Northern Iowa. i tell you what, uh, maybe doing the most in a loss this weekend is Missouri State. Missouri State, a, a team that Bobby Petrino has flipped the script in Springfield down there, folks. They are way talented. Very, very talented. And I'll say this, after watching him, I think Jason Shelley is the best quarterback in the Missouri Valley Football Conference this season. The Utah and Utah State transfer, Shelley was good. He wasn't great, but he was very good. Uh, I felt like good enough for uh, Missouri State to win the game. And their trio of receivers, Tyrone Scott, Xavier Lane, Jordan Murray, man, that's as good of a receiving core as I've seen in quite some time. Their offensive line has some work to do. Shelley is kind of on the run, it, it seems like, against better defensive lines. The Bison sacked him five times uh, in the game. But Missouri State got the ball to the NDSU 36-yard line before the Fargo Dome uh, kind of swallowed him up and took over. Two false start penalties, two sacks, pushed him back, fourth and 32, and that was uh, essentially the ball game right there. If Missouri State can right the ship, they play Southern Illinois this weekend. It's a big-time game uh, here coming up. They play Southern Illinois. They play Northern Iowa. If Missouri State can win those games, they're in. And I'm telling you, the Bears are not a team you'd want to see on your side of the bracket. They are talented. Bobby Petrino is doing a very good job with that program, turning things around uh, down in Springfield. All right, teams I pumped up that I'm disappointed in. I talked about USD. They did lose their quarterback, Carson Camp, on a botched targeting call that uh, I believe it was Clayton Isbell, the safety for Illinois State, came in and popped Camp good on the shoulder and the helmet, knocked him out of the game. For whatever reason, this year officials are having a really tough time with the targeting call, even in the booth with reviewing this thing. Uh, And so uh, it's been disappointing from an officiating standpoint. But I pumped up USD. I thought they could go to 7-2, 5-1 in the Valley. They've got Western Illinois coming up here soon. They host South Dakota State, and then they just lay an egg. They lose 20-14, had a chance to score a touchdown late, couldn't get the ball in the end zone at home. It's a disappointing loss for USD. They took a couple steps forward, but that Illinois State loss is going to push them back probably four or five steps. They need to make up for it in a big-time way and will have to win, uh, I feel like, one of their two for sure. They'll have to win against either South Dakota State or North Dakota State to get in to the uh, the playoffs here. I've been pumping up Eric Morris and this Incarnate Word Bunch in San Antonio feeling really good about them circling the game with southeastern louisiana they have at home 
on November the 6th, and then they uh, they struggle. They lose at McNeese and uh, fall to McNeese last Saturday, 28-20. to I will make sure I mention this. The Southland and, I believe, the OVC this year, it depended on your schedule, you had to play a couple of different conference teams twice for conference games. So Incarnate Word played McNeese last month and rolled them. They crushed them at home in San Antonio, but they had to go back and play them again on the road. That's tough, man. It really is. I hope that's factored in by the committee. Incarnate Word now 5-2, and 3-1 and one in the Southland. Hey, I'm still with the Word. I still think they're a good football team. Eric Morris and company, uh, very good down in uh, San Antonio. But that's a, a tough loss. I'd pump them up pretty good. Incarnate Word takes a couple of steps back with that loss at McNeese. And Rhode Island, the Rams, um, after a great start since Bob Kraft allowed the Rams to use his private jet to get to Towson, they have been knocked up behind the woodshed the last couple of weeks against Towson, and they got trucked at Villanova over the weekend, losing by the final of 44 to nothing in CAA play. Rhode Island now 5-2, and 3-2 and two in the CAA. They may be coming back down to earth a little bit and uh, might be a Rhode Island team. We know them as who they were before that 5-0 and start. All right, as you know, the uh, Aaron Torres media feed has teamed up with the great folks at DraftKings Sportsbook. And football season is rolling, and DraftKings Sportsbook has an incredible offer for listeners of FCS Fever Podcast. New users can bet $5 on any game, and if their team wins, they automatically win $200 in free cash. One pick, one money line win, and you get $200 in free cash. That's right. Here's what you do. Click this link, sign up for a new account with DraftKings Sportsbook, the link in the bio. Click on that. Make your first deposit. Make a $5 money line bet on any team, and if your team wins, you get an automatic $200 thanks to our friends at DraftKings. It's the best offer going in sports betting, so act now. Hey, if you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER, 1-800-426-2537 in Illinois. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, West Virginia, or Wyoming. 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa, 1-888-532-3500 in Virginia, 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona, or call, text the Tennessee red line at 1-800-889-9789. 21 and older, 18 and over in Wyoming, Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming only. Minimum $5 deposit, a minimum $1 wager. All right, as we talk with you on a Monday, here's what we know on the realignment front right now. Things moving around. It looks like Southern Miss is headed to the Sun Belt, and that's going to happen on Tuesday. What about the FCS? Feels more and more from last weekend. You saw some of the reports. James Madison is going to align themselves with the Sun Belt. Uh, the, the Dukes have their pick of the litter, apparently, with the Sun Belt and or Conference USA so if I'm the Dukes, I'm going to the Sun Belt, some more stable league. I like what they're doing uh, on the football side right now with the, uh, the programs they've accumulated there. And the Sun Belt knows about quality FCS programs that have moved up and have succeeded. Look at Georgia Southern. Look at Appalachian State. Look at Coastal Carolina. James Madison fits right into that bunch. 
Uh, I think it's a match made in heaven. Would expect to see JMU to the Sun Belt by the end of the week at some point in time. Conference USA now. Uh, I was shocked to hear that Conference USA, from their commissioner's office, they mentioned uh, schools like Sam Houston and Tarleton State. That's right. Sam Houston and Tarleton State as potential suitors moving up from the FCS to the FBS to Conference USA. I also saw a report over the weekend that McNeese is not messing around. McNeese does not want to get left behind in this round of realignment. And so the folks in Lake Charles, Louisiana, they are keeping their finger on the pulse with realignment. It sounds like they've made contact with uh, some of these FBS leagues, probably, I would guess, specifically Conference USA. Boy, I'll tell you what, if Sam Houston moves up to uh, an FBS league, if McNeese were to move up to an FBS league, and we're just obviously expecting James Madison to move up to an FBS league as well, man, that'd be a big blow. It would. It'd be a big blow to the division. And, you know, sitting here from a local perspective, uh, some fans of North Dakota State that are on the fence of moving from FCS to FBS, if both James Madison and Sam Houston, two of the Blue Bloods in the, in the division, move up to the FBS, I would ask the question, I, I wonder out loud if that would change, start to change the minds of NDSU fans about the future of Bison football in the FCS division. I would think you would begin to ponder that if, if that were the case. Overall, something to keep an eye on. But it really feels like James Madison to the Sun Belt is happening sooner rather than later. All right, helmet sticker time to a couple of guys. Wanted to make mention before we say goodbye here on the FCS Fever podcast. Davis Cheek, senior quarterback at Elon. They're trying to vault themselves into the playoff conversation. Had his 87% completion percentage sound. 328 yards, three touchdowns. Elon beat New Hampshire 24-10. to Third straight conference win in the CAA uh, for this Elon bunch. Davis Cheek was locked in, and he was loaded 300 yards passing, 87% completion percentage for Davis Cheek. How about Central Arkansas freshman running back Darius Hale? Uh, he ran for 253 on 22 carries, the uh, second-best single-game rushing performance in school history. Central Arkansas, they're, uh, they're trying to get themselves back into a spot or potentially – they could find themselves for an at-large bid to the postseason. Um, they've lost some games here that have been, uh, frankly, disappointing overall. There, there's no doubt about that. So, uh, But uh, i tell you what, Darius Hale, freshman running back Central Arkansas, with a heck of a day. And sadly, a bit of a whoops by an officiating crew costing a team a win in the Ivy League. And the Ivy League has uh, sent out a statement regarding the Harvard-Princeton game Two unbeaten teams, great football game. In the third overtime, Harvard threw a pass for a successful two-point conversion. After the play, the replay booth stopped the game for an official review. And while the review determined that the, uh, the Princeton head coach called a timeout before the play was snapped, the officiating crew made an error as a timeout can only be recognized and granted prior to the snap by an on-field official and is not reviewable. Therefore, the timeout should not have been granted, and the play should have resulted in a successful two-point conversion. Whoops! I guess they do make some mistakes 
in the Ivy League, uh, the Smarties out there. That costs Harvard a win. Man, I'd be pulling my hair out. I'll tell you that. Princeton would go on to win the game uh, on Saturday, uh, beating Harvard, but apparently it should not have happened that way. All right, that's going to do it for us. Fired up as always, the FCS Fever Podcast. My name is Jeff Colhane. Back with more this upcoming weekend. You've got one ranked matchup right now in the uh, in the FCS with SIU taking on Northern Iowa. Should be a heck of a football game. We'll get you something on that later on in the week and so much more in the world of realignment as well. Thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed it. Have a great week, everyone. We'll talk to you here later on. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.